0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Vice President and Executive Editor for the Los Angeles News Group, Michael Anastasi, as we continue our 23rd anniversary year. Straight
1: Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk And now your host, Art Levy Good evening and welcome to
0: Straight Talk We have a great show for you tonight Our guest for the entire show is the vice president And executive editor for the Los Angeles News Group Michael Anastasi Michael, welcome back to Straight Talk
2: Thanks Art, happy to be here
0: You're in charge of uh, nine daily papers, uh, seven in L.A. County, two outside, uh, six weeklies. uh, Busy man. Indeed. Very busy. Uh, And, of course, the Press-Telegram here in uh, Long Beach, uh, as well as other papers like the Torrance-Breeze, the Whittier Daily News, San Gabriel, Pasadena, and the L.A. Daily News.
2: Uh, How do
0: you uh, coordinate all of your activities?
2: Uh, Well, fortunately, I have an outstanding uh, management team that I work alongside every single day, and we have some terrific, terrific journalists. And that's what we do journalism, that's our mission, and that's what uh, we're dedicated to. Well, we here in Long Beach,
0: of course, are most familiar with the the Press-Telegram. And uh, recently, uh, you started a series, and we're gonna hold up uh, the front page Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, quite an ambitious uh, reporting on uh, unsolved murders in in the county. And I'll hold up the headline, The Trail Goes Cold. And uh, your team spent 18 months assembling the data. Tell us about it and the origin of this project.
2: Sure. Um, The origin of the project, it actually uh, began more than two years ago. Uh, And that was uh, when the mother of a victim uh, from the Pasadena area Uh, reached out to one of our editors um, and told the story of her son's death. Uh, He had been brutally killed and after a decade the murder had not been solved. And we started um, thinking about this and, and thinking about this mother and all the mothers in our area like her and started asking ourselves what can we do uh, as journalists, to shine a light on this scourge of, of Southern California. Uh, if you uh, kill someone in our county, the statistics show that you have a 46% chance of getting away with it. Wow. And that is uh, unacceptable and that is outrageous. And in many of our communities, the statistic is actually well over 50%. And so uh, we set out to compile the data for uh, unsolved homicides and and homicides in general uh, from throughout Los Angeles County. Over a 10-year period. Over a 10-year period. We chose the period, actually it's 11 years, we chose the period 2000 to 2010. Uh, Quite deliberately, we wanted to have a a long enough time frame so that the uh, data was current. And it was robust, and we could see trends in it, uh, and gain understanding of what the numbers might tell us. Uh, Recent enough to be um, current, like I said, but also uh, enough time had passed so that law enforcement had had a fair chance chance to to solve solve these. And uh, what we discovered was that uh, there was no central clearinghouse for this data. There's no single governmental agency that's charged with collecting the information. The FBI has uh, data, the sheriff's department has data, and the 88 municipalities in Los Angeles County have data. And further complicating that is a number of them uh, charge out, uh, hire out for police services. So some cities don't have their own police force, they hire a neighboring city. So your
0: staff created data that did not exist Exactly. before. Right. And so, you traced right. ten or 11,000 homicides. Right. And, and what ca- happened, what resulted?
2: The key was what we looked at is unsolved homicides, and that's what no one has done. And compiling this data was very difficult. We had to standardize it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we started taking a look at what the numbers told us. And that's what we're writing about uh, with this series that began on January 25th. But will continue throughout 2015
0: what a, what a wonderful service let me just hold up the daily breeze your sister paper mm-hmm. the same day as the one we just showed the press telegram the same headline the trail goes cold but there you localize it to a particular unsolved murder in the torrance area as you did in the in the long beach right. area in the other one and then all the papers had a special section on uh the data that you put together And as you mentioned, this is a continuing
2: series, right? What we're and the emphasis really is on the victims, uh, the families of victims, and uh, the the devastating pain that um, they've endured, and the amazing things that so many of them have done as a result uh, to to try to give back to the community to help others. Um, It's just simply amazing. And I have to mention the law enforcement professionals that we met uh, through the course of this uh, reporting. uh, The number of hours that these folks put in uh, and the dedication to solve uh, these cases is extraordinary. Well, I think it's just great, and let me publicly state it, uh, to put
0: those kinds of resources into a series that can have this kind of positive impact eventually and hopefully uh, on uh, redoubling efforts to solve these unsolved cases. Let me just hold up another special section mm-hmm. on a different subject on the drought and I'm everyone's familiar with the drought, but as you know, I work uh, with the Water Commission mm-hmm. and particularly pleased to see this special section, which I guess went in all of your it sister mm-hmm. papers on the drought and having a lot of useful information so uh, we read about cutbacks in uh, and the difficulty in in your industry in newspapers but to to take these kind of resources to create this kind of
2: product is a real service to the respective communities that you serve. Well, at the end of the day, that's our mission. That's what we're all about, is serving those communities. And I think it's important to note that when we use the term newspaper today, that we have, of course, a printed product, but so much of our reporting is done on various digital platforms, um, from tablets to websites, mobile devices, and apps. And uh, we are on the cutting edge of all of those things. And indeed, more people consume the news through those various digital means than through the traditional printed newspaper.
0: And we'll be focusing on that digital product in our next segment. Stay with us. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas,
1: There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Does your career involve legal work, law enforcement, fraud investigation, or crime scene analysis? You can increase your skill level and enhance your career by enrolling in the Basic Applied Forensic Science and Crime Analysis Certificate Program. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Continuing this fascinating
0: discussion with Michael Anastasi, executive editor of the Los Angeles News Group. We were talking about digital platforms, Michael. Uh, How how does your organization
2: see the future of digital vis-a-vis print? Um, So our industry is in a tremendous transformation. It's nothing short of a revolution. And every day, more and more news consumers are migrating to digital devices. And of course, millions are already there. Uh, It's our responsibility to provide the news in whatever format any particular consumer wants it. Let me just
0: guess that the younger generation is more mobile platforms and the older folks like myself more like to read newspapers.
2: Uh, You could generalize that way, but the truth is that most people actually have multiple devices. And a study just came out um, just recently that something like uh, the average person uses 4.5 devices and in this case device also meant the printed newspaper but there's they're consuming news for the course of a day over 4.5 different kinds of means TV phone newspaper radio, radio. yeah uh, and so uh, that means that we just can't be one thing people live very complex lives what they do in the morning is not what they do at noontime. is not what they do at night and we have to make sure that we have updated current news, relevant news about their community all through that time period in real time breaking news um, all across the board and that's our challenge. And I would
0: guess that the percentage of your company's revenue and profit year to year continues to increase in the digital as a greater percentage
2: of the whole. Absolutely. Um, In fact our particular company is enjoying uh, pretty good success in that area. Um, and seeing double-digit growth uh, among the leaders in our industry in in the digital side in the digital side and that's absolutely where we need to be Um, our folks uh, on the advertising uh, side of things have done uh, very innovative things to find uh, solutions for uh, advertisers and they're seeing the advertisers seeing those results they're investing with our company and in turn we're growing digitally And what is the future of
0: newspapers, the print newspapers, like the Press-Telegram?
2: Sure. Well, uh, if we had a crystal ball, we would know. Uh, That's kind of the million-dollar question. A lot of people don't think that newspapers uh, are going away anytime soon. And I I would agree with that. We still make uh, many millions of dollars in revenue. and, And not when I say we, not just my particular company, but all newspaper companies, Uh, from the printed product. There's certainly a demand there, but we're seeing that demand diminish over time. Uh, I think what you'll see is the newspapers continue to evolve uh, to serve readership. Uh, You know, you might see a day when there's only a Sunday newspaper uh, and the printed product doesn't exist. Uh, really or it exists in in different form we might go but, from seven days to
0: just one day a week in the printed product
2: maybe uh, a lot of people think that that's a, a, a possibility again these are all analysts who are looking at information and the most important thing to remember in all of this is that no one has figured it out <laughs> because if they did we'd all be doing it yeah. um, so there's a lot of theories there's a lot of ideas there's a lot of innovation this is a time of what we call disruption and so everyone is moving toward an answer And I think we're getting closer and closer to the day of having that figured out. But this industry changes very, very rapidly, and it's our challenge to stay on top of it. And I know uh, one of your competitors, uh, the Long Beach uh,
0: Register, uh, came, and and sadly it went. And uh, uh, I know that uh, as a newspaper person, uh, you welcome competition, Mm -hmm. and you welcome A robust media is good for, and we've talked about this off air, uh, keeping tabs on the political structure and keeping folks honest Mm and tried and true. So uh, we were sad to see them uh, not be successful, but it did have the positive impact of catching your attention and the attention of your publisher. And uh, I think everyone would agree that the Press-Telegram is a more robust product today than it was two years ago.
2: Yeah, the Long Beach Register uh, experiment was a very noble one and one that uh, we certainly respected and admired. I've been in the business a long time and I can certainly uh, agree with what you said, which is competition always makes for a better product. And uh, we welcomed that competition. Of course, this is one of the most competitive media markets in the country and that made it even more so. And that added competition gave us the uh, um, benefit of really accelerating our plans to improve our paper uh, here in Long Beach, again, using the term paper, meaning all of our products. But, uh, and, not, and I think it also helped just our whole organization um, move forward rapidly, and that was very exciting. And uh, I think uh, I was here before, and I said that the telegram Uh, has been around for more than a hundred years and it's going to continue to be around for another hundred. And uh, some folks are concerned that now that the register is
0: gone we might see a slippage in the Press-Telegram product and I
2: know your thought on that is definitely not. Right, I mean I think some of the work that we talked about earlier is a great example of that. Uh, The commitment that we have to very strong local and regional journalism. That hasn't waned uh, one iota. In fact, I think um, we're inspired to get even better. Uh, We've made a number of substantive changes in the product over the last couple of years. Uh, Just in the last couple months, we expanded our Sunday opinion section. I've noticed that and that's to be uh, applauded mightily. Well, thank you. Um, And our goal there is to get more community voices uh, in uh, engaged in the community discussion every weekend, I think that 's uh, where we 're the honest broker in facilitating that community discussion. People come to the press telegram to see it happen here that 's where really the only place where it can happen and uh, you know the the register was long gone from the market when we made that improvement, so we are committed to improving not just there but uh, our news coverage, our sports coverage, our arts and entertainment coverage all across the Well, world.
0: That, that really is good news because a robust newspaper is important for a city on the move, and I think Long Beach is on the move now. We have a new mayor, Mayor Garcia, mm-hmm. a lot of exciting plans, uh, a new city council for the most part, and having a, a robust newspaper to, to uh, be on that ride and on that journey and encourage it, and also be a watchdog over government mm-hmm. is a very important function. Absolutely. Okay. We'll be back with the next segment after these messages.
1: How do you like your chances
2: the rest of the week? I got
1: no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry.
2: Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight?
1: Yeah. But if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is
0: nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company.
1: Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in
2: 1976, Pauly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Pauly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store, plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember, Polly's.
1: 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore.
2: When I was a boy
0: growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United
2: States, and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing.
0: It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Bellflower, Long Beach.
2: When you have enough internet speed for everyone in your home, mom can video chat with grandma. Your daughter can check her favorite sites. Your son can conquer the galaxy. And you will still have enough bandwidth to conquer your first warrior pose. At internet speed starting at 60 megabits per second with Charter Spectrum. Where will it take you? We're back
0: with Michael Anastasi and in this third segment we like to get up close and personal with our guest. Michael, you are a graduate of Long Beach State. Go Beach. Go Beach. Nice to see a, a real success uh, as many of our graduates uh, uh, develop. And uh, you've been in the newspaper business 30 years. What, uh, what attracted you to the newspaper business?
2: Um, I think it was the possibility of serving a community and making a difference. Um, you know, some of the things we've talked about, being able to hold uh, government uh, accountable for their actions to the people, uh, being able to do things like this unsolved homicides project where we're able to help uh, the victims of uh, heinous crime, uh, and everything in between. Were you the uh, on the Daily
0: 49er while on campus here? I was the editor of the 49er, yes. Well, that's a, that's a big job. And uh, so even then, you knew uh, Michael has uh, won many honors. He served as president of the Associated Press sports editors. I know you were a sports journalist for many years. Uh, and you uh, received 28 top 10 national section website and writing awards from APSE. Uh, so you're well-respected in the field, and, uh, uh, and making a difference. Uh, we all want to make a difference somehow, and uh, uh, you have a big platform to do that in. Uh,
2: it's a big responsibility, and one that we take very, very seriously. Uh, it's also a privilege, but um, what, what we talked about earlier, people look to the newspaper uh, for information they can't get anywhere else, and uh, that's a big job. And we got to make sure we're doing it right.
0: And there's a particular responsibility uh, in the view of many, including myself, of newspapers and the media generally, to be a watchdog on government. I mean, freedom of the press is, as you know, enshrined in the United States Constitution. And uh, with a vigorous free press, uh, government's going to behave better.
2: That is true. We've uh, conducted probably a dozen investigations in my time here as editor uh, of various municipalities across uh, Los Angeles and San Bernardino County. And um, when no one's watching, and that happens in many small municipalities in particular, uh, bad things can happen.
0: Absolutely. And as a professor of ethics and legal studies, I. I can certainly vouch for that. Speak to the role of ethics and values in
2: your business and in life generally. Um, It's very important to us. Uh, We update, we have a professional standards guide that we update once a year. It's uh, fairly long and looks to cover uh, all kinds of situations that we as journalists face on a day-to-day basis. It is our Bible and something that is uh, really integral to how we conduct ourselves. And uh, personally, that's the expectation as well, Uh, beginning with me as the editor, but down to every single one of our employees. We need to be people of integrity uh, and high values. Give us a sense
0: uh, quickly of how you decide on which candidate to endorse in a given race.
2: Um, So the opinion team, we have a, a team of people who work for our editorial board and they are separate and distinct from our news gatherers. So when you read an opinion endorsing someone for some office on our opinion pages, our news gatherers don't have anything to do with that. That's how we make sure that we have unbiased coverage of the news.
0: Even the reporters who's covering that race, they They don't weigh in.
2: They have absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, Really, the only person who does Uh, transcend both of those things as me. Uh, I oversee the editorial board. I also oversee our news coverage. Um, And do you call uh, in the candidates and (coughs) interview them
0: in your offices? Is that how it normally works?
2: Yeah, that is how it normally works. We make appointments with them. Individually or collectively? Uh, uh, Usually individually. uh, Certain times we'll do collectively if we think that uh, engaging in a group dialogue would facilitate a better result. Um, And we ask them tough questions. We want to know what they stand for and what they intend to do and uh, defend their record. Because a lot
0: of folks do rely on the endorsement of their local paper, whether it's yours or another, in making their voting decision.
2: That's right. And we have doubled down, really, on our commitment to doing that. We've interviewed hundreds of candidates, both. In the for the last November election and the one coming up in March,
0: and particularly for races that are not household words like judicial races, I think of you don't know who these twenty or thirty judges are, and you're voting yes or no, and uh, uh, so you depend upon uh, the paper in part to do the heavy lifting of the investigation, and, and if someone really is not qualified, to uh, point it out.
2: Yeah, and if we're not doing that kind of work, then who is?
0: Exactly. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages.
2: Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees.
0: I think it's important to have a robust newspaper in your community and I think the Press-Telegram certainly is to be applauded for their, their special work and the special sections that we talked about earlier and their commitment to uh, uh, oversight of the political process. So Mike, thank you for the, for the work you and your staff have been doing in, uh, in bringing this ro-
2: robust product to Long Beach and, and sister cities. Thank you very much. It's uh, something we consider a privilege. Doing every day well it
0: uh it's nice to go to work, and I know how hard you work because you have sixteen eighteen papers that you're in charge of and i I just think of you racing around on the freeway and on phones and all but uh, it's a huge job and uh, uh but as you said, it takes good people to to carry out the mission, so uh, we certainly see the results of that here here in Long Beach. And we should put it in a mention for the Grunion-Gazette, your sister, mm-hmm. weekly paper, which uh, really does an extraordinary job of becoming part of our community.
2: Absolutely. Uh, they drill down to a level that the Press-Telegram often can't get to. And uh, they have an outstanding team there, and I'm very proud of them. Okay, well, thank you very much
0: for joining us. Thank you. And thank you at home for being our guest. And remember, one of the secrets of happiness in life... Is a sense of gratitude. What are you grateful for? Thanks for watching, and we'll see you all next week on the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24 7 at StraightTalkTV.com.